Good afternoon, Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church, and welcome to another episode of our Faith Lab podcast. We're so glad that you found your way to us. My name is Margaret Richardson. I'm Selwyn's director for Youth and Young Adults, and I'm here with Reverend Lisa McLennan. Um, and today we are continuing in this Faith Lab podcast. Every week we are looking at our scripture for Sunday, and we're talking about the theology of it. We're talking about how it makes us think and feel um, in a pretty casual setting. So once again, we've glad you stumbled upon us. This summer, our church is working through a preaching series of parables and proverbs, um, which is all the fun, obscure short stories <laughs> that we find primarily uh, in the Gospels. And so this week, we will be jumping um, to the book of Matthew, and Lisa's going to read our scripture for us. Great. Thanks, Margot. Um, yes, I'm going to read this from Matthew's Gospel. Uh, and if you want to look at it or follow along, it's chapter 13, verses 31 and 32. But before I read it, I just, um, just want to point out that this is one of the few parables that is found in Matthew's Gospel, Mark's Gospel, and Luke's Gospel. It's found in all three. Um, it also appears in the Gospel of Thomas, which is not in our Bible, in case any of you were wondering. It's, it's one of the Gnostic Gospels that was found later by one of Jesus's earliest followers, but it's just not in our, it's not in our Bible. But um, so it's one of, it's, it's a little bit better known because it's found in more places. So listen now, I'm going to read uh, Matthew chapter 13. Jesus tells this parable. Like is the kingdom of the heavens to a mustard seed, that taking some person sowed in his field. The smallest on one hand, it is of all the seeds. But when it has grown, greatest of all the vegetables it is, and it becomes a tree, so that when come the birds of the heaven, even they dwell in its branches. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, sure, Margo. You know, Margo, when I hear this parable, um, I, I can't help but think about, you know, it, a lot of times it's our tendency with parables to want to make it be, here's the meaning of this On parable. Like, People hear parables and often want it to have one definite meaning. And one of the things we've tried to reiterate in this series is that that's not how they work. Different times and seasons, you hear different things in your lives. Um, but I can't help but, but hearken back to um, my earlier youth days um, growing up in a different tradition. And, you know, we have a lot of people at Selwyn that come from different faith traditions. Um, and so often emphasis on this parable was really just about the mustard seed and that you just, you need, you better have faith, but it only needed to be as big as that tiny mustard seed, right? That, that God could do great things with that little mustard seed, but you got to have faith just as much a sniffer full of a tiny little mustard seed. Um, and the truth is that this parable is so much more than that. Right. Yeah. Like that, that interpretation is certainly one you can, you can run with that, you know, you, you don't need much, right. God can do amazing things, but that there's so much more. I never had any recollection of the birds, 
right? right. And, um, you know, that, or the tree, think imagining, you know, the big tree or the birds. And so um, I've just been reflecting on, you know, the fact that this parable really involves the seed, a tree, and the birds, right? Yeah. There are multiple aspects. It's not just about the seed um, and, and the tree and what became of that tree and how it provided shade and how it provided, um, you know, many more mustard seeds and abundance uh, to go out and how it uh, provided shelter for the birds, a place for them to come and rest and land and build a home. And um, so it's just been uh, interesting to reflect on uh, the different aspects this parable brings more than just a little seed. Absolutely. I actually, before we were going to start recording this, I had to Google what a mustard tree was. I had only really started, I only saw mustard seeds for the first time because I recently had a recipe that had me use them when I was cooking my collard greens, but I really <laughs> had never seen, I knew it was small, you know, but I'd never seen a mustard seed before. And so as we were reading this before we started recording, um, I had this moment where I was like, um, I just kind of assumed it was a small plant because it's small seed. And so I had to look it up and it kind of, for those of you who haven't seen it before, highly encourage you to Google a mustard tree or a mustard bush. Um, but essentially to describe it for you all, for those of you who don't know, and maybe you think I'm silly because you all know this, but um, it kind of reminds me of the size of what like an olive tree would be, or maybe an apple tree. I think those are things that maybe we've seen, we see more often. Um, and so it's, it is, it's bush-like, like it's a small tree, but it still provides shade and, um, and, you know, some of them grow to be much bigger that you'd probably have to have a ladder or could climb up in, but some of them do resemble more like bush brambly type plants. And so when I was thinking about this in regards to the parable, um, something that I thought was interesting is, as many of you know, who've been listening to this podcast or tuning in on Sunday mornings, all, all our parables for the last month have in particular been about the kingdom of heaven or also no, also phrase the kingdom of God in some of the gospels. And so when I think about what's Jesus trying to teach these people and to teach us now about the kingdom of heaven, I think so often we think about this as, you know, this tiny seed grows to this really big plant but kind of as Lisa said, um, it is so much more than that. And it didn't grow to be this super tall cedar tree or this super mountainous tree that we would see like in the redwood forest or something. Um, it grew to be a pretty average tree bush hybrid thing, but yet something that it wasn't insignificant. It still was able to shelter the birds and probably offer some shade for someone and, um, Offer, offer, offer food and sustenance. And I think that um, this is really reflective of the life and the ministry of Jesus also. No, absolutely, Margot. You know, um, to the people hearing this, right, these people Jesus is telling these parables to, they were pretty familiar with the Old Testament, right? That, that's what they had, that they, many of them, um, as a source of, of faith information. And 
Um, so they would have thought back to some of the prophets talking about um, uh, some of the trees and plants and, and what God could do and what God might plant up. And so the images they would have conjured up about seeds and planting would have been a much more majestic tree, like a cedar tree, right? Something that grew really tall and really strong and really powerful. It would not be a, a scrappy mustard tree bush, right? Um, so for, for them, it was a surprising image to have heard, right? It's not so much to us because we're having to Google what a mustard tree looks like. Right. <laughs> but, but for them, when Jesus is talking about trees and planting, they're picturing a giant cedar or a big, like a redwood tree, like in the, you know, West Coast that we might see. But um, so for them, it was surprising that Jesus would use this image. Um, right. Yeah. But the other piece that that is interesting um, is that both this, you know, and the seed and planting right there is happening in their backyard, right? It's not something far off or far away. Um, it's, it's an indication that the kingdom of heaven and God's kingdom is right here, right now. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, and that's important to keep in mind. And that is how, I mean, I think a lot about these people and at this point there, there are crowds listening to Jesus, right? That's how we have parables. This is this time when Jesus is, is traveling and teaching and preaching. Um, but I think a lot, and, and Tom Long kind of wrote about this a little bit in his commentary, um, but that, that Jesus was also alluding to his ministry, right? We know as um, that Jesus knew what was going to happen, right? Jesus knew that he was going to die, but as he was talking and teaching these people, um, uh, we have to believe that he had faith that, right, even though he was preaching and talking to people in one small corner of the world, um, he, he, his whole point was to try to get these people to believe um, and, and to see how, how something so small, not that Jesus is small, but his preaching was in a small corner of the world, um, and the ways that that then multiplies, the ways that we see with seeds and, and, and gardening and growth and planting. Yeah, that's a great point, Margo. Uh, this, this parable has a, a beautiful imagery of um, what things can become great from something small, right? That small things that can grow into something much bigger um, and and what might we enjoy along the way as we witness and experience the growth and um, you know, the shelter that it can provide. Um, so you were reading Tom Long, but I was reading uh, Amy Jill Levine. And that's uh, one of the books that I think our Sunday school class is walking along with. And one of the things she said at the end of her chapter on this book that I thought was just really beautiful, um, she said that seeds, right? Um, that they need to be left alone, right? And that some things in, in this world need to be left alone, right? Um, that if you keep exposing the seed to air and it, it just won't germinate, right? You just got to stick it in the ground and leave it alone. Right. That we don't cause it to germinate. It germinates on its own. Uh, she said also that sometimes we just need to get out of the way, 
right? That sometimes we're the facilitator for something bigger that's happening, right? And so like this seed gets, maybe we're the person that sticks it in the ground. Um, and so we facilitate that, but that we just then need to move out of the way because whoever sowed that seed is, is less important than the tree that it's going to grow into. Mm. Um, and then the third sort of final point she had about this parable that I loved was that um, Jesus sets these parables in our backyard um, so that just a reminder that the kingdom of heaven and God's kingdom is right here, right now among us. It's not something far off that we're waiting for, right? It's not right. about what happens after you die. It's about what's happening right here, right now among us. Yeah. I think this scripture calls us, and I think especially I, I'm thinking about um, Selwyn and, and where we are right now as we are it's summer and, and people are, are here and some people are away and we're overlapping um, and we're preparing with excitement for the fall um, mm -hmm. and to kind of come back together as, as the school year starts and as more people head back to their offices for work. Um, and I'm thinking a lot about like how our session and our committees right now are, are working so hard on, on planting seeds. Um, and I think they're even working hard on like handing seed packets out to everyone so everyone else can plant their seeds. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm thinking a lot about, um, you know, how, how, what does this text mean to us as, as people who are looking forward to the future with energy of coming back together and also thinking about like, what did we miss this past year? And what did we love? What were the changes that we loved? And what were the changes we didn't love? And where are the areas that we need to plant our seeds, but also plant ourselves in this next little bit of season? Um, and, and I think that that is something that I think a lot of us, our world opened pretty quickly. You know, there wasn't a re-entry phase. <laughs> Um, and so I think a lot of us are thinking and maybe evaluating right now on like where we need to be planted, um, in this next season and where we need to spend our time and our energy planting. Yeah, it's a great point. It's great. That also sounds to me like a good place maybe for us to end. So why don't I close us in prayer? Thanks, Lisa. Sure. Uh, gracious Lord, we thank you for this time to be together to reflect on your parables and what they have to say to us today in this time and season in our lives. We are grateful for the seeds that were sown uh, in our lives and in our congregation so that we could be where we are today. And we ask that you be with us uh, wherever we are, whether we're at home or in our car or walking uh, on the greenway today, but we just ask that you help us be mindful of the seeds that we have been tasked with and that uh, we, we sow them where we need to sow them, that we step out of the way and let you germinate them, and, um, but that we uh, find ways to provide growth and shelter to all those that we encounter. Uh, we're grateful uh, for all these things we've been blessed with, Lord, and we ask that you be with us uh, today and every day. Amen. Amen. Thanks all for coming and tuning in. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Yep. See ya. Bye.